2: With Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien.
3: Welcome to the Yoga Hour our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite i'm yogacharya o'brien And today we're going to be looking at the importance of heart health and how yoga views uh, the heart and how the practices can help us um, keep our physical heart healthy, help us create more emotional balance and uh, spiritual focus in our lives. When we look at yoga, of course, we look at the um broadest deepest view of yoga being not only a practice of meditation or asana but a spiritual philosophy for living every day awake and aware of our essential True nature. The Sanskrit word yoga means oneness, union, or unity, and that refers to consciously abiding in our essential spiritual nature, recognizing what that is. And then living in harmony with it. And we're waiting now for our today's guest, Dr. Dilip Sarkar, to join us. Um, he is a retired vascular surgeon and fellow of the American Association of Integrative Medicine. He's a certified Ayurvedic practitioner and yoga teacher. Dr. Sarkar teaches classes in yoga therapy, Ayurvedic wellness, and integrative medicine. And he combines 45 years of experience in conventional Medicine with knowledge of Ayurveda and yoga. He currently serves on several healthcare boards, including the American Heart Association, and as president of the board of directors of the International Association of Yoga Therapists. He's a life member of NAMA, National Ayurvedic Medicine uh, Medical Association. Also serves as board chairman for the Life in Yoga Institute and chair of the School of Integrated Medicine at Taksha University in Hampton, Virginia. His website is Dilip Sarkar, D-I-L-I-P-S-A. A R K A R dot com. Good and before we connect with Dr. Sarkar, let's take a moment to meditate. open our hearts and our minds now to divine omnipresence, recognizing one life, one reality, called by many names, and know that as the support and substance of all that is. So right where we are, right here, right now, we recognize we are divinely supported, we are divinely inspired. So with each breath, simply draw your attention within. And as you draw your attention within, feel that connection to your essential self that is beyond thought, beyond sensory perception, beyond mind. That is pure and still, eternal, birthless, deathless being. And then as you exhale, just let go of any stress you've been feeling, any thoughts about the past or the future, and come into this present moment. And any time, any time, we can take a moment like this simply to become more aware, simply to fill our hearts and our minds, our attention, with the awareness of our essential nature. And notice that peace arises then within us. And we can take that peace with us wherever we go. So let's do that today. Hello, Dr. Sarkar. We're just delighted that you have joined us on Yoga Hour today, and we have this opportunity to talk about having a healthy heart and the role that uh, yoga has to play in it. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda said that all methods of healing are really indirect ways of rousing the life energy, which is the true and direct healer of all diseases, and I understand that your own uh, journey of healing, of course, took a radical turn when, as a uh, vascular surgeon, you had a heart attack yourself. And so, um, you know, for anybody, I think that is a, a call um, to a new and different life. And so tell us about um, what happened for you as you had that life-changing experience that um brought in its wake a new lifestyle and new insights about medicine and healing.
4: Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm, I'm a trained cardiovascular surgeon, practicing almost 30 years, same hospital, same place. About 14 years back, I had a heart attack. Never been sick, never been to the hospital, never took a pill. No family history, no so-called risk factors. I have no diabetes. My blood sugar is 80. Blood pressure is about 120 over 80. I I'm no family history. My parents lives almost up to 80s, 90s. And uh, I had a emergency triple vessel coronary bypass in 2001. Mm. Following that, three of my cardiology friends said. Excuse me. We cannot do anything for you. I've been exercising like a Western. I'm a Western-trained cardiovascular surgeon, and uh, eating the right kind of food. Had a regular physical exam. So the question came in my mind: Why? Why I have this heart attack? So I come from India, the land of yoga. And I started looking deeper and deeper in yoga and Ayurveda. And I started the practice of yoga, which I've been doing all my life, but more since my heart attack. Mm -hmm. After my heart attack, I had a cardiac scan called myocardial perfusion scan, which showed an area of the heart still was not getting enough blood. Called reversible ischemia. When I was continuing my daily yoga practice, which was consist of asana, pranayama, and meditation, in about second year, we saw the area started getting smaller in size, and by year two thousand four, about three or two thousand five, it completely disappeared. I've never taken a medication. And uh, for all these things happened because of my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. That triggered me. That what is the role of yoga in reversing the coronary artery disease? Mm-hmm. What I started finding it out that most important cause of the heart disease today, we call it a hyper arousal of our ma- mind area of the brain called emotional brain, called limbic system. It has two areas called amygdala and hippocampus. You know, it sends a signal to hypothalamus, sends a signal to pituitary. It increases my sympathetic tone, increases my hormones, epinephrine, norepinephrine. But yoga tames, yoga cools down, quiets down, the limbic system, prefrontal cortex. My sympathetic tone goes down. My parasympathetic tone goes high up. My heart rate comes down. My blood pressure stabilizes. And slowly and slowly I started noticing it that I am a functional human being. I can function properly, I can do well, I've overcome. So today, 14 years after my open heart surgery, I am drug-free. I'm disease-free. Even I had a myocardial perfusion scan, the heart, the heart scan, in February, even that exact date of February 25th of this year, mm-hmm. it was still normal.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. And sure. let me ask you, you um, you said that, you know, you of course had been practicing yoga, it was um, part of your heritage, and then after your heart attack, um, you you changed your, your practice. And so what kind of um, changes did you make um, that that you think are, you know, connected to having such stellar results in uh, reversing um, these uh, conditions?
4: Okay. I am a Western-trained vascular surgeon. I came to this country when I was very young. So mind is Western. So all the time before my heart attack, I was exercising. I was doing treadmill, do wet training five times. And... Off and on, I was doing little relaxation, <clears throat> excuse me, yoga postures, little pranayama with meditation. But after my open heart surgery, routinely, every morning, about an hour, an hour and a half, I generally assign myself about an hour. I do 25 minutes of asanas, 25 minutes of pranayama, 10 minutes of meditation, And then what I incorporated is called yogic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning, I drink a glass of water, I do a jal neti, neti part, I wash my nose with the neti part, I scrape my tongue, Mm -hmm. I do the yoga practice in the morning, I eat very little for breakfast, my main meal is a lunchtime meal, dinner is very small, eat very early. And then go to bed by 10 o'clock. And just giving example, Mm -hmm. when I was practicing my surgery before my heart attack, I could pick up my telephone in one ring, go to the hospital, take care of some problem, come back and sleep. My wife will never know. I went to hospital now. My sleep, I even don't know when the telephone is ringing. Mm -hmm. I'm getting beautiful, deep sleep, which is very helpful so really answering to your question is that i now maintaining a yogic lifestyle,
5: mm-hmm.
4: daily practice of yoga in the morning. In addition, every other day in the afternoon, I still do my cardiac exercise. I do treadmill little wet training, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that is also a little optional.
3: Mm. And so your, your, your whole, it sounds like really your whole approach to, uh, life and well-being changed, which of course makes sense. And, and I think it's such an important, um, point that you're, that you're making that, you know, yoga of course can be helpful. Meditation is very helpful, right? Diet is very helpful for us, but it is, Um, the change that we make in terms of having that as our priority. You know, we have a saying in yoga that right practice is steady practice. And so... Um, it's that that um, intermittent you know today I I meditate tomorrow I don't you know today I um, you know go off of the diet tomorrow I have a cleanse yeah. <laughs> you know those those practices are not very helpful uh, to you know maintain uh, uh, well-being and to improve you know conditions that we're um, trying to to work through so you know what you have described is really really at the heart of uh, uh, well-being and yoga and spiritual awareness through yoga as well, which is it really has to be a way of life, and we use the practices to uh, ground us in that that way of life. Um, We're going to go to a break in just a moment, but um, before we do, tell me about um, how... Uh, you experienced your ability to manage stress changing when you made this adjustment to having a deeper regular yoga and meditation practice because you still, you still kept up your career as a vascular surgeon, right?
4: I did some, but, uh, you know, slowly and slowly, I, uh, you know, taken my off from the time and at present time, I am actually retired and I teach yoga therapy to as a sort of community service I do teach in my community you know every Saturday Sunday Wednesday Tuesday but I'm all over the world now you know last year Mm -hmm. I was in you know I was in Japan as a you know, uh, keynote speaker uh, Brazil. this is in Argentina. But what I'm trying to say that all the people, I have now thousands and thousands of people who came in contact with me who got better. And only one thing I can tell you, the um, only answer they give me is that daily practice. Mm-hmm. People with multiple sclerosis got better. Parkinson's disease got better. Heart disease got better. But they do daily practice and they understand so my way of controlling the stress, the first thing is my yogic lifestyle. Wake up in the morning, I drink a glass of water, I do my tongue scraping, I use a neti pad, then I do first a relaxation response. In a yoga asana, what I do, I stay in the asana for a long period of time, and then I use my breath, breathing out longer than breathing in. And slowly and slowly, even in asana pose, I mean, even I'm simply sitting down in a cross-legged sukhasana, I enter into a state of meditation, and I can see as a vascular surgeon, I have a heart rate monitor, blood pressure monitor, I have all the monitors with me, it starts coming down. Mm -hmm. So the meditation is the state which really controls our stress that means the activation of the our emotional brain called limbic system. And my way of controlling the stress now is that doing that complete relaxation response. I do a set of asanas. I do relaxation of the smaller joints. Then I will do a set of asanas which I change and you know every day do different ones. I do a set of pranayama. I have a seven pranayamas. I do. And I mm-hmm. do about 10 minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. This I That's do every an- single day, <laughs> my routine.
3: And that, and you know, again, we're back to. Steady practice, but also I hear you saying that you know there is a way that you are practicing that um, helps to uh, reduce stress. And when we come back from the break, let's talk about that because that that touches on the emotional and spiritual benefits of yoga. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and our yoga our guest today is Dr. Dilip Sarkar. He's a retired vascular surgeon and fellow of the American Association of Integrative Medicine. Um, He's on the board of directors of the International Association of Yoga Therapists. His website is DilipSarkar.com, and we'll be right back with you in just a moment.
5: 272727 Thank you for your support.
0: Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book Rants to Revelations by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Ramster Revelations today from www.RamsterRevs.com.
1: Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour.
3: Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm joined today by Dr. Dilip Sarkar, retired vascular surgeon and fellow of the American Association of Integrative Medicine. He's a certified Ayurvedic practitioner and a yoga teacher as well. And he teaches classes in yoga therapy, Ayurvedic wellness, and integrative medicine. And uh, he'll be at the upcoming uh, Sitar conference, the uh, International... International Association of Yoga Therapists conference coming up Um, for those of you who are listening in uh, real time. It will be uh, June 4 through 7, 2015 and uh, you'll have an opportunity to meet Dr. Sarkar there. So you can go to iayt.org and find out more about this conference on yoga. Learn um, how what the leading edges are in this uh, field of health, uh, healing Wholeness and spirituality. Um, I want to begin this segment of our program with a quote from Parmansa Yogananda who said, Obedience to God's physical laws is the method for avoiding bodily ills, preventing hardening of the arteries by proper diet. Save the heart from overwork, fear, and anger overtax it. Cultivate a peaceful attitude of mind. So, in our first uh, segment, we were talking about uh, your experience with um, having a heart attack, even though you had no um, risk factors for that that were known, and you were living a healthy lifestyle, but after that, you made a turn to living what we know to be a yogic lifestyle, and um, so Let's let's turn our attention. Uh, we've talked a bit about making physical adjustments to diet and better rest and relaxation, but what about the emotional and spiritual aspects of heart healing? Tell us what you know about that.
4: Okay, the so first of all, a daily practice of yoga, which is uh, the word is yoga means union, union of your body, mind, and spirit gives me health and gives me wellness. Gives me physical wellness, mental wellness, spiritual wellness. Physical wellness, as you all talk about, you know, this little exercise portion, diet, you know, sleep, whatever you're talking about, physical wellness, gives me strength and stamina, but it is the mental and spiritual wellness which causes healing of the heart, And the way I look at it now, the heart is the connector of the soul. The mind and the heart connects. So when I am attached, spiritual wellness to me basically is believing in a supreme power and surrendering. Mm
0: -hmm. That means
4: I am attached to the divine. What does it mean when I am doing that? yoga practice, I am in a state of my mind. Uh, In my my emotion, you can say that I am attached. I'm in union with the divinity or divine force. Mm -hmm. And we call it a supramental descent. The healing comes through the spiritual wellness. I put my hands at the end of my practice I open my fingers and I put a hand mudra. It is called a padma mudra, lotus mudra. I bring the padma mudra close to my heart mm-hmm. and in, in silence I, I just say, please help me, help my heart. Less of the divinity comes to me let me be attached to the supreme being and i give example all the time that i am like an apple which is connected through a tree apple connected through a tree gets all the nutrients they are healthy when the apple is detached apple is unhealthy so as long as my spirituality is there i'm connected to the divine and the supreme being my heart is going to heal. Mm-hmm. And regarding my emotions, what happens, what you find it out, that the area of my brain, which is called emotional brain, responds to two things. A- amygdala responds to fear and hippocampus, which generates memory. So essentially, by being Attached to the supreme being, my fear slowly and slowly goes away. And stress, if you look at real definition of stress, stress is a fear of unknown. If I don't know what is causing me fear, I get stressed. And it affects all my body. We call it gut feeling. Nothing but a stress. Stress is causing all the effect of my gut. So, once I control my fear, which I don't need to control, it comes to me spontaneously. And the memory, the hippocampus, which generates memory. For example, like when I'm walking a dark alley, I hear a you know noise in my back. Noise in the dark alley is scary. So I run. But I don't do that anymore. And also... The mental and spiritual wellness is the one which is causing all of our healing of the heart.
3: Mm-hmm. And you touched on that was such a wonderful description of how this works, and you really touched on the essential practice. You know, at our center, our tradition is is Kriya Yoga, and the uh, practices of Kriya Yoga, you know, the three primary practices of, you know, self-discipline and self-study, and the, the one we can say that is right at the heart of it is the third practice, and that is surrender, you know, surrender of the illusion that we are separate beings, that somehow, you know, we're on our own, that we are just these egoic uh, creatures and so just as you describe you know um, when we learn how to surrender which is uh letting go really of that idea that we're separate and uh that brings a quality of relaxation um, that is is healing and you know as you were speaking i i remembered uh that uh verse from the bhagavad gita that um Uh, Babaji in, in our, uh, tradition of Guru's quotes saying that even a little of this practice removes great fear. And, uh, of course, you know, the fear of the ego is the fear of death. (laughs) So it, you know, it, it is behind all of that, uh, running around and, uh, uh, that, that leads us to, um, have that stress. And so I love your example of, you know, how the apple connected to the tree receives that uh, support and all of that nourishment. And uh, also, it's a beautiful description of Padma Mudra at your heart when you complete your practice. And just for our um, listeners who may not be as familiar with mudra, um, using the hand mudra, Padma is lotus, um and so this is the sign of the lotus at the heart and, you know, scriptures in yoga say that this, the self, you know, indwells us, uh, like a, like a lotus in the heart. And so it is a, it is a beautiful practice of, of remembrance. Um, and how do you see then that that carries into your day, you know, this kind of peace and contentment that comes from your very dedicated morning practice and this understanding of uh, living a life, um, you know, in a, a higher reality? How, how do you see that, that you carry that into your day then?
4: Yes. <clears throat> when I carry in the day, that, uh, let me just backtrack a little bit that i teach a course to the healthcare providers called yoga therapy for the medical professionals i'm doing it for the last 5 years and same question they ask how do i maintain my whole day the first question they ask me what is mind they, for the conventional physician they don't understand they do not they have no definition for a mind They have no definition for wisdom. They have no definition for surrender. They have no definition for spirituality. It's amazing, you know, when they come to my class, how they do. So the way I explain to them is that the root cause of all the disease is in our mind, called Manomaya Kosha, the five layers around us, and then I tell them that Mind is the content of your consciousness or content of your five senses. We have five senses. We hear, we see, we smell, we taste, and we touch. All the information I gathered, if I put it in a bucket, it becomes a mind. When the mind, content of the mind, get properly processed, it becomes a buddhi, the intellect. And when the intellect gets in process, it becomes a wisdom. So the way it maintains the whole day is that the fifth limb of yoga, pratyahara, control of my five senses. The hour practice in the one hour practice in the morning, even ten minutes of meditation, carries me throughout the whole day. That I can control my five senses, praga apurad the most important cause for the disease, you know, not in the, the once I control my five senses, my mind quiets down, my heart rate doesn't go high up, my blood pressure doesn't go high up, my heart remains in a state of parasympathetic tone. And as I maintain that fifth limb slowly and slowly what happens i'm noticing it about myself my own personal experience the sixth limb comes to me the that i get more focused everything i do like i'm talking to you and excuse me only thing i'm doing i'm talking to the audience my focus doesn't go anywhere and i to me it, this is my meditation My meditation is the quieting down my mind, chitta-vritti-nirodha. So whatever I'm doing, I'm doing a mindful practice. When I'm writing uh, my paper, that is my meditation. If I'm doing some cooking, that is my meditation. So to answer your question, I am carrying it throughout the whole day by controlling five senses, and completely effortlessly. I don't make any effort. What I'm noticing it more and more, what really affects my heart, that if I make an effort not to be angry, it makes me more angry. If I make an effort not to have a stress, it makes me more stress. This is, you know, the disease, you know, we spell, you know the very well, D-I-S, space, E-A-C. I'm in an effortless ease. And this effortless ease throughout the whole day and my mind control my spirituality my mindfulness which is the real healing substance the physical posture even the pranayama breathing exercises connects my body to my mind but the controlling of the mind monomaya kosha and being connected to the Supreme Being mm-hmm. happens That's, throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. With,
3: it's returning. Yeah, it's returning again and again, isn't it? And I, and I think, um, you know, stress is, a, of course, the natural thing that occurs for us. But when we're practicing yoga, and especially as when we have a steady practice and we begin the day in that way, It sets the tone for the day. It also gives us um, a foundation. You know, as we um, become regular practitioners, um, the the mental field begins to clear. And we know what that feels like. We have the ability to draw our attention within and to center it, you know, within and to experience that peace of surrender. And so then um we're able to do it uh during the day but as you say as you have described so beautifully it also begins to happen very naturally for us and that's um that's a benefit of practice so it's not that we are our self discipline is you know trying harder <laughs> not to be angry it it is that the mental field um has been uh, purified and there's more more light more peace Um, that we have with us and that we take wherever we go. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with Dr. Dilip Sarkar today, and we're talking about heart health and... um Dr. Sarkar teaches classes in Yoga Therapy, Ayurvedic Wellness, and Integrative Medicine. Um, and he is President of the Board of Directors, International Association of Yoga Therapists. And again, I want to remind you of uh, IAYT's upcoming SITAR conference. will be in Newport Beach, California, June 4-7, 2015. You can find out more um, about this wonderful conference at I. A place to really deepen your own practice and find out so much helpful information um, that will be inspiring and encouraging. And uh, we'll be right back with you um, for the last segment of today's program on heart health and spiritual well-being.
6: We're all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour@unityonlineradio.org. At And we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour.
3: Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. Uh, we're joined today by Dr. Dilip Sarkar and we've been talking about, um, how yoga supports us in having a healthy heart. It gives us really, uh, the foundation, um, for a healthy lifestyle. And the spiritual consciousness that allows us to connect to the True Self, capital S, to live with spiritual consciousness, um, because really it is the divine self that is the healer, that is our uh, life, that is our support. Um, and Dr. Sarkar, you started your career in conventional medicine and now are... Um, uh, offering uh, integrative uh, therapies and of course uh, bringing yoga therapy to the forefront. Um, can you tell us about um, what you have seen changing over the years now that you've been practicing in conventional um, medicine and uh, in, are there any openings that we see to these uh, therapies that can allow people a different course than just you know taking medication?
4: Uh, the way the whole thing uh, evolved for me about almost 10 years back, I'm practicing in the same town for the last 40 years, and all the physician knows me very well. So they have seen my improvement. My cardiologist shared in a, one of the hospital presentation that here he got improved with practicing yoga. So they came and asked me, will you please share what you are doing, so I started teaching the healthcare providers in my town. Slowly and slowly, they're accepting it, and they started using it in their practice. And when a physician comes, he asked me, or he or she said, "How can I incorporate it in my practice?" And my answer is very simple: As what you start doing it. Why don't you do it first? You experience the results within you, like what I have done, and you will be able to do it. Then, my local university or medical school they find out and they started calling me to give me the grand rounds. example, mm-hmm. I can give you the yoga therapy for cardiac wellness I have given so many times. Then, if you see my credentials one i 'm the local president of American Heart Association, and the American Heart Association asked me to present yoga therapy for heart health. All over the area, in fact, all over the country I go. Finally, what happened about five years back, me and another researcher from Harvard, Sadhvir Khalsa, which I think you know, he's a Mm -hmm. researcher, Both, both of us started teaching a course primarily for the physician but also healthcare providers, yoga therapy for medical professionals. It started very you know, very few people. Maybe initially about seven, ten people. We take about twenty-five people. We do it twice a year. They're completely booked. And these physicians are learning yoga as a therapy, incorporating all their practices. An example, if I can give it to you very briefly: patient comes with hypertension, out of control. They put them on medication. Then they ask them to do the relaxation response in relaxation response asana pranayama meditation and daily yogic lifestyle if it starts doing some effect on the body slowly and slowly when they come for a repeat checkup the blood pressure remains stable blood pressure starts to come down because the blood vessels are relaxed and they start withdrawing the medication Mm -hmm. it is completely opposite of practice when they don't do anything Hypertensive people starts with one medication, then they get two medications, <laughs> three <laughs> medication, and then they get more problem with the complication of medication than the disease itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what we are seeing here now from our the yoga therapy in conventional medicine, the way it is working, that it gives a better control of the disease and less pharmaceutical support. We are seeing it continuously. People with diabetes, they are, the requirement for the medication comes down. And finally, it gives a, a good quality of life. They're enjoying their life. You know? And then what spiritual changes I'm seeing, this is I need to share with all the audience, that before a yoga practice, a person with diabetes Used to say, you know, I'm suffering from diabetes. And after this spiritual experience, what they say, you know, I'm healthy. I have a condition called diabetes. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. you know, this is so amazing the way they express, you know, and I tell them very simply, you know, you start a yoga practice for a physical reason, but you stay in a yoga practice for a spiritual reason. Mm. Unless you develop that spiritual connection, most of the people are not going to be in a daily practice and going to be benefited by yoga therapy in conventional medicine. Mm.
3: And you just, of course, you have, it's not surprising, Uh, Dr. Sarkar, you have come right to the heart of the matter. So yoga practices can help with a stress reduction. And, uh, and, uh, lifestyle management, but ultimately, you know, for healing that is profound and sustainable, um, that requires opening, um, to the spiritual, uh, truth of our being. Um, that's the ultimate stress reduction. It's also the way to connect, uh, with the true healer, the divine, self um, that is uh, within us. It's really heartening to hear about what you've experienced, um, you know, in your own life, uh, the healing in your own life, but then, you know, now how you're able to share that with uh, medical uh, practitioners and others everywhere. And, And, you know, I think I just want to stress that, you know, for those who are, you know, when we find the path of, of yoga for ourselves and we experience healing on many levels of our being, you know, it's natural to want to share it. Um, and, and I think you have, um, it, it touched on, you know, how essential it is for those of us who are teaching yoga in whatever capacity, you know, to have a deep practice of our own. Because I think, you know, a big part of why you are so successful um, is because people see, um, you know, how your life is is healthy and balanced and, um, you know, so it is the example that you bring from your life, but, you know, also your consciousness us. Um, that, you know, people are are learning from. So I thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Yoga Hour today and I'm really looking forward to seeing you again at the upcoming International um, Yoga Therapy Conference which is going to be June uh, 4 through 7 uh, 2015 in Newport Beach, California. And everyone's welcome. I think those of you who are new to the field of yoga and you're interested in healing um, for yourself or bringing it to your profession, you might want to take a look at iayt.org and find yourself in Newport Beach. Um, Dr. Sarkar, we have just one uh, minute before we're going to close here, and I I want to give you just an opportunity to offer any uh, closing words of advice.
4: My closing word is that with the practice of yoga, I develop called self-realization. Self-realization basically means I develop a real eyes. Real eyes means I start looking inside myself, introspection. And essentially what I find, that I am the cause and I am the cure. Whatever I have done, I created the disease. Stress, I create myself. And I am the cure for my own stress. And that is the real healing of the heart and in a sanskrit for yoga it says karo yog raho nirog means do a practice daily practice of yoga and you stay disease-free
3: mm. Thank you so much. It's been so inspiring to um, talk with you. And again, I do look forward to being with you um, in a few weeks in Southern California. And I want to invite our listeners to come back next week. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation about uh, yoga therapy. And um, and as uh, Dr. Sarkar reminded us today, we always want to keep yoga in yoga therapy, meaning this spiritual dimension. And next week, um, we're going to be uh, talking with John Kepner, who is Executive Director of the International Association of Yoga Therapists. And we're going to look at how this emerging field of yoga therapy for wellness can remain true to the original purpose of yoga, as Dr. Sarkar has just reminded us, that being self-realization. For more information about Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, I warmly invite you to visit our website, csecenter.org, csecenter.org, and also take a look at CSE's Meru Institute um programs training in yoga ayurveda and community ministry remember to subscribe to the yoga hour at itunes and let your friends know about this free podcast i look forward to being with you again next week and till then remember to be anchored in your heart in the awareness of your true self and to let your divine light shine into the world and share your peace and your joy with all that you meet thanks so much thanks to Jeff Comfort in the sound room today, our sound engineer, to Unity Online Radio, and again to Dr. Dilip Sarkar for being with us today. Bye, everyone.
4: Okay, thank you.
3: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien.
1: Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Repeat the words, God is taking care of it. And it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you.
1: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Kupferle's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
5: Melena Don and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests. Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women.
5: Within you is a divine spark. As you feed your mind, body, and spirit with inspiration, the spark becomes a flame. Unity Online Radio provides the fuel to ignite your passion, creativity, and more during our special Ignite Your Life series. Tune into the series at unityonlineradio.org ignite. Connect with your source and ignite your life. That's unityonlineradio.org ignite. Malena Don and Stacey Macris-Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed you don't know where to turn.